On this episode, we're talking about sex, so stay tuned. Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse. Wow, you're, you're still here. We're glad you decided to join us on this episode. We want to just make sure that if you have little children in the room watching with you or listening with you, we want to make sure that we are going to talk about the, top, the topic of sexuality and intimacy and what the Bible has to say about it. So you just want to make sure that if you're adults, to be mindful that this is the topic for this episode. So this is a, a spicy episode, is it not? <laughs> so we want to have the, uh, a prayer. Uh, this is a topic that's very, very important in our mm-hmm. culture today. It mm-hmm. makes some people feel uncomfortable, but the Bible has much to say about sexuality and intimacy. And if, uh, if programs like Inverse and, and uh, Christian programming don't talk about it, especially with the wealth of information, if we can use that word wealth, uh, mm-hmm. with the, all the information the Internet has, we want to make sure we get the good information. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Jonathan, please, 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 please pray for us and make sure that this discussion uh, is spot on. Let's do it. Let's pray it. Father, we come before you again. Uh, we desire a deeper knowledge of who you are. We praise you because we are made in your image and you have uh, a special way of teaching us about certain character traits of yours. And I just pray that you will bless us now with your Holy Spirit, guide us into a, a deeper understanding of this beautiful topic. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Israel, let's go to Genesis chapter 2, right in the beginning, where God made all things. God made the human body. And let's read from verse 7. Verse 7, Israel. All right. It says, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living being. Mm -hmm. All right. Siku, what's going on in chapter 2 of Genesis? Um, God comes to the climax of his creation and the climax is he creates mankind he creates humanity Mm -hmm. and the beautiful thing is throughout all of creation um as he goes through genesis chapter one every time god creates something he says he turns back and evaluates and says it is good it is good is it good it is good it is very good um and here in genesis chapter two we kind of take uh sort of a a step back and look at this last ultimate, the, the last day of creation where God created man and he created animals. Mm-hmm. Um, and here we have this verse that God created humanity. He created man. And mm-hmm. um, at the end of it, we know that based on what it had said in Genesis chapter one, that when God created our bodies, that it was good. Mm-hmm. Like he formed man out of the dust of the ground and it wasn't wrong or evil it was a good thing that he created and so that's what we have here in genesis 2 yeah, there are ideologies out there that believe that the the, the human flesh is inherently evil mm-hmm. and any interaction of flesh meaning hunger or sexuality these are just animalistic uh evil things yeah. and it is the uncorporeal things the the spiritual the the the, the invisible the invisible mm-hmm. this this is good but this is evil mm-hmm. and yeah. you're establishing the God made this. Because this, this is, is before good. this is before the before entrance sin. of sin into mm-hmm. the world, right? Mm-hmm. And he created, he says, his breath and, and the, the body, and they come together and they make a living yes. being. So mm-hmm. all put put together, it's not that breath of God is good and then, you know, dust of the ground bad. All right. of it put together 
Mm. Good. And that mm. is a soul, according to yeah. above. Mm-hmm. Yes. The it? illustration that we have here is one of the most beautiful illustrations in the scripture, I think, in that it talks about the intimacy that God seeks to have with mm-hmm. humanity. Mm. So in every other element of creation, which God loves creation, he loves creation so much that he gives a, he gives a name to light, right? This is, this is a relational uh, task. He, he, it's not because light needs to be identified in order to respond. He does this because he loves light. He call, he gives it a name. This is a relational thing. Hmm. When it comes down to the, when it comes down to the creation of humanity. So when God creates the rest of the world, which he loves, he speaks it into existence. Mm-hmm. When it comes down to the creation of humanity, he, 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 the God of the universe kneels down on a mount of clay and with his own hands begins to form the human being, and then he gets down into the face of the human being, and he breathes in an intimate form. He breathes into the nostrils of Adam, the breath of life, Mm -hmm. and then Adam becomes a living being. And in this way, Adam is made in the image of God, in that he's physical, he's mental, he's spiritual, he's social, he's all these components. This is what it means to be made in the image of God. And so the body is something that is not in any way, shape, or form negative, but it's a positive. God, his own hands formed that. Mm-hmm. Now, when you skip, this is the beautiful, one of the most beautiful parts of Scripture to me. When you skip to verse 22. 22 of, of Genesis 2. Of, of Genesis 2, two yeah. Mm-hmm. It says, then, you know, the rib which God had taken from man, he made woman. And in the original language in the Hebrew there, that word made is different from the word formed that is used to create Adam. Mm-hmm. And there's even a more beautiful element of creation. So when, when God makes Adam, he kind of just simply forms him. But when he makes Eve, the, the language that is used there is like an architectural, artistic creation of a woman. In other words, the woman was b- created by God to be beautiful, to be looked upon as, as an artistic work of God and not just a functional body to move in. And so God, not only does God um, create hu- uh, a human body, but he actually blesses this human body with aesthetic beauty. So two verbs there, yeah? Man was just kind of made. Yeah. But woman was, <laughs> hey, was designed. Designed, yes. Man was just, just, just built, put together. Functional. And, okay. and, Functional, yes. And okay. I, I appreciate that that the, the social aspect, you know, of, of humanity when God mm-hmm. created humanity. But God, God made humanity social. Adam, he recognized that Adam needed a help. Right. And Adam came to that recognition later on as well. But when God shaped the physical form of Adam and then the physical form of Eve, he made them compatible, not just socially compatible, but he actually made them even physically compatible in their coming together. So this is the intentionality of God. You know that when God formed Adam, he had in his mind that he was going to form another being who would be compatible physically when he formed Adam to Adam. And I want to add to that. So God made us social beings. And what you're saying is that God also made us sexual beings. Right. And these are two different aspects of the human identity. And we're coming into a point of culture and society where social actually means sexual it's the same exact thing mm. whereas the bible actually differentiates the two mm-hmm. just because you like someone doesn't mean you're naturally sexually attracted to them right. and that differentiation is small but has has ginormous mm-hmm. repercussions mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. jonathan yeah in genesis 1 27 um you know it says about the creation 27 genesis 127 okay yeah yes. about the creation says, so god created man in his own image in the image of god he created him Male and female, he created them. I just think that's really beautiful as we have in the creation of male and female is a reflection of the Godhead. Where there's plurality, 
but unity. Yeah. And you same have you have the same with the male and female. And and then in the coming together of that, in that holy intimacy, mm-hmm. you have then creation of life. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, there's so many so many lessons to learn from that, mm-hmm. and it teaches us. It gives us a glimpse into the Godhead. Mm-hmm. I just think that's uh, profound and beautiful. Mm-hmm. I think it's important for us to mention here too, as we're talking about this and how this relates to sexuality, mm-hmm. is that intimacy, uh, sex, sex and in- intimacy are not the same thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Sexuality right. is an expression of intimacy, but it is not intimacy. Mm-hmm. It's just the way in which it's expressed. And, and so the beautiful part of, of procreation and of being created in the image of God is that we are allowed and we are given mm-hmm. this blessing of expressing intimacy in a sexual uh, way. Sexuality is, well, let's, let's parse that out. What are the differences between the two? Sexuality seems just more of the, the physical components, the physical pleasures, yeah. but intimacy is, is what? Much well, more than that. Mm-hmm. If we could go to Genesis 4. Genesis 4. Uh, verse 1. For 1. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It says here, now Adam, and, now Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain. Okay, so it, here you have uh, this, this reality that, or not this reality, but this is how it's being described here. Adam knows his wife. Okay. I mean, I know a lot of people, but what this is talking about is a much deeper knowledge um, that Adam and Eve are sharing. Uh, so you have this, this coming together, this knowledge, this intimacy. This is not just the physical act, the sexual act. Mm-hmm. This is an, a, an appreciation and an, a knowledge of who my counterpart is in every aspect of life. And I know you as my friend. You know, Song of Solomon talks about this uh, equal friendship, appreciation, and openness towards each other. This is intimacy. There's so in chapter 4, verse 1, you're saying when Adam knew Eve, it's not like, it's, this isn't like... A, an acquaintance. Uh, hey, no. I know you. Mm-hmm. No. I know. I, <laughs> yes. Uh, is it yeah. true that if, um, uh, you speak Spanish, you speak French, you speak German, in those respective languages, there, there are two verbs for... For to know, but in English you got know or no, mm-hmm. but in, in Spanish oui. you have saber and conocer, French you have. German? Well, in the German, the connotation is more like recognize. We're going to get emails from German even. We love German, we love German. The connotation is I recognize you. Okay. And so it's more like, you know, I see you as my counterpart, you know, but there's reflection, there's just a connection going on. Okay. In the Hebrew, it's the word. Yada, yeah. yeah. I mean, it is this intimate one-on-one, not just the physical, but a, a, a my my soul-to-soul yes. uh, experience here. Israel. So, when it comes to love and sex, you know, sexuality becomes a way in which love is expressed. Yes. But not necessarily, right? In other words, so someone, this one action, sexuality, the act of sex, can actually mean three different things, right? When you think about it, it the same action can be rape. Mm-hmm. Right. This is forced sex. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, that and that very same action, something that is forced when someone, when two people do not consent, can also be. You can commit adultery with the same exact exact action. Two people can can have intercourse with each other, thinking about two other people, mm-hmm. and in, and in so doing, you're committing adultery. Or in that very same action, two people can be expressing the most intimate kind of love, mm-hmm. right? This knowing of like mm-hmm. knowing in every sense of the word. You're like naked before each other. You're completely embracing. There's this connotation of just complete knowledge. And so what is the difference between these mm-hmm. three things? The difference between these three, these three things primarily happens in the mind, right? right? 
in sexuality, you have the sexual intercourse, but really intimacy is not just physical, it's also mental. Mm -hmm. In the same way when it comes to adultery, you have the same physical Mm -hmm. act, but mentally where your mind is is Mm -hmm. critical. Or when it comes to forced sexuality. And so uh, sexuality is an expression of intimacy, but it's not always, it's not just singularly that. Mm -hmm. It's just a component. It seems like in our culture today that one is so accessible but mm-hmm. one is not. Right. right. One, one, takes work. one is you yeah, can get on work. any app, and you know, Swiffer or whatever it's called, you just swipe or whatever <laughs> exactly. you're doing, and, and, and it's, you find it on the internet everywhere, mm-hmm. and it's, whereas one is what I feel that right. many human beings are yearning for, sure. and they're, they get addicted to this type and they can never actually get I, to. I believe that they're actually, they're really yearning for that intimacy, but they just don't know that it's out there. It might be something they have never experienced. Mm-hmm. And so they, they seek for it, you know, in, in the expression of it. Mm-hmm. But when you separate those two, you are missing out on the much deeper, beautiful experience that and you could have. And it always leads mm-hmm. to hurt. Mm-hmm. Always. When you separate them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but exactly. I, I just want to say on the intimacy thing, I think intimacy is the meeting of minds. Mm. Not just not the meeting of bodies, but the meeting of minds. Cause, beautiful. Because our, our, how we process our emotions. Um, okay, the, so you the can hold that, that thought. Yeah. So we're going to pause you and we're going to come back. We're, yeah. we're, in this, we're in the midst of a very... So stay with us. Has Inverse been a blessing to you? Do you have questions, comments, or feedback you'd like to leave us? Find us on social media by searching Inverse Bible on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. While there, join us, like us, heart us, thumbs up us. Our handle again is Inverse Bible, no spaces. Now, back to the discussion. Hey, welcome back. You're still with us. Hey, great job. This is a, a topic that's so necessary. I realize it makes us a little uncomfortable and some people a little bit of sweat. And as Israel was talking, and like, you know, we want to make sure. But this is a very important topic, especially for our day and age. So, Siku, uh, forgive me for interrupting you, but no please continue. Uh, what I'm saying is that, that intimacy is a meeting of minds, mm. right? So, because feelings can be fleeting. Um, the physical can be fleeting, right? Uh, the physical is just a moment in time. But when, when two minds... Uh, I guess connect, mm. you know, at a level of of knowledge. I guess an mm-hmm. intimate knowledge, like it's it's what's happening in the mind as Israel was talking about. So mm-hmm. that's that's where the intimacy happens. And I think the the way that the world has kind of them has separated them mm-hmm. um, to make it so that we we long for that intimacy. Mm-hmm. You know, when we experience loneliness, we want to feel that closeness to someone and to feel like we are known mm-hmm. and yet accepted, mm-hmm. right? Um, but then in the in the absence of that the the counterfeit is you know being physically known mm-hmm. and unfortunately like what I was saying is that if you separate the two they will mm-hmm. always always be disappointment at the end of that. I want to pause and let's go to Genesis 2 verse 24 and while you were speaking this is what entered my mind and what when Israel was speaking before it kind of freaked me out but I think it's a good point to, to mention. Chapter 2 verse 24, uh, uh, verse 25 I'm sorry, and they were both naked the man and his wife and were not ashamed. Mm-hmm. Uh, forgive, I mean this was kind of uncomfortable but I th- when it comes to sexuality there is this concept of shame mm-hmm. uh, and I, it's, 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 it's kind of ironic that mm-hmm. even talking about 
about sexuality, people feel ashamed about it. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to, it seems like here, the, the goal of intimacy mm-hmm. is for two people, one man, one woman together, and without the accoutrements of, of clothing, mm-hmm. and, and that's just, it's just not the physical, but also the character, right. the yeah. internal. There's nothing to be ashamed of, even with all the faults, all the negatives, all the positives. Right. All, it's just you're there together, which is the irony that in today's culture, many people are engaged in premarital uh, sexual interactions so they wouldn't be ashamed for the act afterwards. Mm-hmm. But it seems like in the architecture of God that the two were to learn this together. Mm-hmm. And, to, and, and, you know, we watch too many movies and Hollywood makes this, you know, you know glorious whatever, whatever yeah. crazy experience. But this is no shame is the goal to be achieved again mm-hmm. before sin or after sin. This right. is the goal of, of intimacy. John. But, it, you know, uh, what I think is very beautiful here, um, it, it is so delicate because in this intimate encounter, you have um, on this side of the Garden of Eden, so to say, or, you know, we are, there is sin in this world. Sure. We have shame, we have guilt, yes. and we, we do not feel comfortable with ourselves. You know, we have all these issues. And so when you have this encounter, you, without grace... This is not really possible. Mm. And so I think it's, this is so, so powerful and so needed yes. in, in your relationship. N- you know, to be known, as you said, I can be known, but I can also know that you are not judging me mm-hmm. right now. You, you are not, you know, you accept me through the lens of grace. You accept me as Christ accepts mm. me, you know, w- with my issues, with my problems that by the grace of God will be worked out. But to be known on such a level where I don't have to hide, where I don't have to pretend, that is um, a depth of intimacy that is more beautiful than anything. Sexual intimacy is mm-hmm. an extension of God's grace. Yes, and is. that is, that's heavy. If that's to, heavy. to add to what he's that's saying right. is, in the passage that you just read, the, the man and his wife are naked and they're not ashamed. Mm-hmm. You know, when you look at, especially now in a fallen world, mm-hmm. no one has a perfect body, mm. right? Mm-hmm. No one, no one has, no one is perfect in their being. And so when you are naked before, when two people are naked before each other, the natural response would be to be ashamed. I mean, there's mm-hmm. shame and nakedness. Mm-hmm. That's why we wear clothes, right? That's why there should, yeah, there should be shame and nakedness. <laughs> and, and so in, 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 the, uh, in, the, in the intimacy that exists between two individuals that are married to each other and, and, and love is expressed, there's, there's, uh, you're loving the individual and you're allowing yourself to be loved partially because of who you are, but partially also because of who that person is. Mm-hmm. In other words, when, when you stand in all your shame in front of another individual, in front of your spouse, mm-hmm. you're counting on the fact that that person loves you in part because of who you are, but you're also counting on the fact that they're loving you in part because of who they are, mm-hmm. right? That they find you beautiful in, where you, in the same place that you see shame. Mm-hmm. And so this is also, this is a beautiful act of grace. Intimacy, sexuality is supposed to teach it's, us about it's a God. Picture of God. Yeah. And they choose, yeah, the, your, your yeah. partner is choosing you this despite of your faults yeah. through the grace of God I mean, in, an, in, an, yes, yes, in a spiritual yes. relationship. Right. I think that's, that is something, that, that kind of knowledge, and that, I mean, that's a reflection of how God treats us. Yeah. And that's why I believe in, in John 17, verse 3, Jesus kind of okay. connects to that. If I can just quickly. Yeah, yeah, okay. uh, John, 17. John 17, verse 3, Jesus gives us here an, an insight into 
the quality um, 17 verse 3 right mm-hmm. the quality of eternal life it says here and this is eternal life that they the people who believe know you the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent mm-hmm. here's that connection the knowledge you know knowing God God knowing us this intimate relationship that God wants to have in us uh, with us is to be reflected in our relationship with our spouses uh, in, yeah. in that encounter mm-hmm. you know and Secret. I was just going to say, the, the world is full of, um, uh, oh, no, I lost the word, like, uh, fa- like the false thing, mm-hmm. like you got the real and then the fake. Counter- the, mm-hmm. Counterfeit, that's the word. <laughs> <laughs> counterfeits. You know, counterfeit for, for counterfeit for intimacy just becomes mm-hmm. sex, you know, and yeah. counterfeit for, for, um, sex just it, for the act of it. Yeah, just, the, just the act yes. itself. Pleasure. Yeah. yeah, just for pleasure. Mm-hmm. Um, counterfeits for, not feeling ashamed because we don't want to feel ashamed. And the counterfeit becomes, well, then if you just get rid of shame altogether, then you never have to be ashamed, mm-hmm. you know? And that's, that's not the point. The point mm-hmm. is that, yes, there's a place for shame, but, but the grace that God gives and in the context of, you know, a marriage union mm-hmm. that you can have the, ex- that's the experience you're yearning for, but it comes in a certain The world context. is yearning for intimacy, yeah. is yearning for grace, is mm-hmm. yearning for that connection. Yeah. The greater the shame, the more beautiful the grace. Mm-hmm. Yes. That you it's a shame that the world is so addicted to sex, uh, though, in mm-hmm. spite of their yearning. Yeah. So let me, let me, let's, let's just switch gears here and, and many people may be watching out there and thinking, man, this, why are these guys talking about sex all the time? This is inverse. We've got to be in the Bible, but there is one book that is really dedicated to this sexual intimacy mm-hmm. uh, in the Jewish tradition, boys and girls, uh, I forget what the age was, were not allowed to read it. And so if you're uh, younger, don't read the, this book because you may be wondering what's with all these, you know, deer and walls and, and gardens and stuff. <laughs> so let's go to Song of Solomon and Siku, can you read chapter uh, 8, verse 6? Song of Solomon or mm. Song of Psalms, uh, depending on your Bible version. Okay. Song of Solomon. Chapter 8, verse 6. Yes, it says, Set me as a seal upon your heart, as a seal upon your arm. For love is as strong as death, jealousy as cruel as the grave. Its flames are flames of fire, a most vehement flame. Mm. You know, Jonathan, like, help, help us give us the context. Where, where is Song of Solomon? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if you ever read a, read a, wrote a paper on Song of Solomon. <laughs> but give us kind of a map here and then get, get us to this... Yeah. this destination of verse 6. Sure. So in Song of Solomon, uh, we find, I think it's a beautiful book. It's really a wonderful poetry, and uh, it might be hard to understand at first, but there's structure to the book. There is a point. You have different elements. You have uh, a man and a woman. Uh, They are definitely equal in their way, how they appreciate each other, how they long for each other. There's an, there's an equal status here. And it's, it's just a beautiful dynamic between, you know, I long for you, I want to be with you, but not yet. You have, uh, I think, a couple of times to charge, you know, daughters of Jerusalem, you know, I charge you, do not stir up nor awaken love until it pleases. In the Hebrew there, you actually have a connotation of the name of God and saying, you know, by God, don't, don't hasten, you know, just be... Let's so intimacy has its right time. It has its right time. Mm. And it, then it moves into to marriage. It moves into that uh, connection, that holy connection. Mm-hmm. And it kind of culminates here in Song of Solomon 8, verse 6. Did you, you read it earlier? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and here you find, in a very poetic form, a description of the power and the, yeah, the power of love. Mm-hmm. Uh, set me as a seal upon your heart. You know, a seal. This is a, a, a commitment, a decision. For as a seal upon your arm, for love is as strong as death. Mm-hmm. You know, wow. Jealousy is cruel as a grave. And then here it says, its flames are flames of fire, 
a most vehement flame, or in the Hebrew it says here, like the flame of Yah, the, the flame of Yahweh. The, it, it is a, a connection that we find here into, into the Godhead. Mm -hmm. So whenever you have a, you know, a theophany, an ex expression of God, a revelation of God's presence, there's fire, there's, there's light. So here the, the author is saying that the holy love, the intimacy between a man and a woman that can be experienced through grace um, on this earth in mm -hmm. the marriage relationship, that experience is a glimpse of what the Godhead is like. Mm -hmm. I want to experience that. I mm -hmm. want to have that connection. Mm -hmm. it, but under yeah. biblical guidelines, of and course. biblical definition. Yeah, that's why I said of, in the marriage relationship. Yes. 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 Well, you're saying you, there's there's a droplet of the Shekinah glory. Yes. The presence of God Isn't that amazing? is is <laughs> is placed within mm -hmm. one man, one woman bound together in matrimony in the presence mm -hmm. of God. I mean, yeah. that is, mm -hmm. that's heavy. Mm -hmm. That is heavy. And I think that that's why it says, in the image of God created he him, them, mm -hmm. male and female, yes. right? It's, it's in the context of marriage that you understand more clearly, mm -hmm. in some respects, the image of God and the mm -hmm. love of God. Mm -hmm. If I can, if I can turn our attention just real briefly to yes, Psalm sir. 139. Psalms 139. Psalm 139. Okay, let's get out of Song of Solomon. Let's uh -huh. go to Psalm 139. Yeah, it, was written by, it was written by his dad. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> Psalm 139, it, it, gives us, it gives us a little bit of picture of a picture of intimacy as well, mm -hmm. right? And here David is now referring to the intimacy that God has towards him. And notice the words that he's using here. It says, O Lord, you have searched mm -hmm. me and known me. You know mm -hmm. my sitting down, my rising Beautiful. up. As I read this passage, I actually think about many times, many experiences that I've had with my own wife, right? Mm -hmm. When we were first dating, it's like, man, I noticed when she sat down. I noticed how she got up. Mm -hmm. it, it's like I, it was my goal, my, my complete desire to get to know every aspect of her, her mm -hmm. schedule, what she liked, <laughs> what she didn't like, how she walked, how she sat down. This is actually what's happening. And then he says, you've known me not just as as two people that love each other, but you've even known me from even before I was born. Mm. You saw as I was being made and so forth and so on. And then he says, you know, there's nowhere that I can go that you're not there. Mm -hmm. If I go to the heavens, you're there. If I go to the depths of like the worst experiences of my life, you're there. Whether I'm going through a good time or a rough time, you're mm -hmm. there. This intimacy, it's, when he's saying you're there, it's like you have an intention, a desire to be there. You have Commitment. this desire for intimacy. And the response that David has at the end of this is in verse 23, search me O God and know my heart mm -hmm. it's like at the end of this you would think because I'm a sinful human being and you are a holy God my desire would be not for you to search me but for you not to search me mm -hmm. but he says because I know that you love me in this mm -hmm. incredible way the thoughts are so great that if I count them I'm going to lose my mind mm -hmm. I'm, I'm saying God you search me and you love me the way that you know how to, that only God can love mm -hmm. and see if there's anything that's wicked in me that's different from who you are and lead me in this way everlasting. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, deep, it is really powerful. Yeah, breathe, yeah. Uh, but you know, there's something that I, I, I've noticed or in my experience, and I think many, many struggle, you know, in this world that is so full of sexuality, you know, what is the right path? When I had my personal, you know, understanding from reading the word, from the things you shared, the Song of Solomon, just this, this, the beauty of what God has in store for us, mm. when, we, when we realize that, the temptations of the world seem just, they, they're worthless. The, I, the want that deep, world, I want that deep experience. Strangely fade away. Mm -hmm. uh, my takeaway is this has been a beautiful Bible study. Not the Bible study was beautiful. We're studying about the beauty of God mm -hmm. and His intimate, intimate presence in two human beings. 
Hopefully it's been a blessing to you. I know it's been a blessing to me and my friends here. Thanks for joining us. I'll see you next week here in Inverse. You've been listening to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation with Callie Williams, Israel Ramos, Jonathan Walter, Sebastian Braxton, Siku Dako, and your host, Justin Kim. Inverse is brought to you by The Hope Channel, television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, hashtag Inverse Bible. Until next time, this is Inverse.